We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The Gap Factory Labor Day sale is happening now. Hurry in for the best deals of the season. 40 to 75% off everything. Plus doorbusters August 30th through September 2nd only. Tees from $4.99. Logo styles from $16.99. And jeans from $19.99. Shop in-store today at Gap Factory or at GapFactory.com. Hey everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Dynasty Tradecast. As always, I'm your host, Eric Bertsloff, better known on Twitter as at Dynasty Trades, joined by my two co-hosts. Both of them are here today, Nathan and Dan. What's up, guys? Hello. Good evening. We are here. I stole it from Nathan. I know how much he loves to go second in the introduction, so I figured I'd just go quick. Uh, they're on that East Coast delay, which is just stupid. That's the worst time zone. It is a bad time zone. I'll give you that. Speaking right, of going quick, uh, we were all talking about <laughs> uh, having kids uh, before the podcast. Just want to let you guys know. I go to sleep and... The Gap Factory Labor Day sale is happening now. Hurry in for the best deals of the season. 40 to 75% off everything. Plus doorbusters August 30th through September 2nd only. Tees from $4.99. Logo styles from $16.99. And jeans from $19.99. Shop in-store today at Gap Factory or at GapFactory.com. Get up whenever I want, pretty much. So it's pretty good to not have kids. Yeah, it's cool to not be fulfilled in your life, Nathan. That's great. That sounds <laughs> awesome. Yeah, my, my day starts and ends... Uh... Based on when everyone goes to sleep. So Yeah, I can actually hear a wailing kid in the far distance in the back of the house. So that's great. Hopefully the mic isn't. <laughs> uh, okay, we are joined by one of our favorite guests. Um, no offense to other guests, but uh, Scott Fish rules. It is Scott Fish uh, of the Scott Fishbowl, Fanball, Fantasy Cares, Twitter, at ScottFish24. All of these things, Scott Fish, the Bull Rush podcast. Uh, what don't you do, Scott? 
Lots of things. Lots of things. Can I ask you a question that, that open? Uh, was that true? As always, have you done every episode, Eric? <laughs> I've missed two, I think, is what it is. You've missed more than that. Right. I've missed more than that. <laughs> oh, well, well, thanks gonna, for having me. You're going to make me change. Did you just fact check the intro? <laughs> 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 uh, gotta be held accountable you gotta be held accountable a little fun there i feel like i heard one that you weren't on once <laughs> i just wanted to double check it was probably better to be honest with you it was probably better <laughs> I doubt it was probably that. nathan hosting on his phone <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh god those oh. Are the, uh, don't bring those days back lord don't bring them back um <laughs> Scott, you guys, I just want to give you a quick shout out because I've been seeing, and maybe the listeners have too, been seeing the literal carts full of gifts that you guys are giving to kids for Fantasy Cares. How much money did you guys raise? Uh, We raised over 15,000 total. 1,000 plus went to Houston and then 14,000 went to Toys for Tots in different cities. Uh, Here in Burnsville, I I live in Egan, Minnesota, but I shopped in Burnsville. Uh, We bought $7,300 and it was about 18 full carts worth. That is outrageous. How many, I mean, do you have any idea how roughly how many toys that is? Not even, not even a remote (laughs) clue. I I should count that. That'd be an interesting thing to look up. I mean, that, that is legitimately one of the better things this fantasy community does headed by you you and Jeff Miller, I believe, right? Is that, did I, did I snuff anybody there? No, actually, it's just me. Um, oh, okay. It's, well, it's then, yes. for three years. So I'm giving I, undue credit to Jeff Miller. What you're saying? I, I, Jeff Miller was, did uh, the year before I started. He ran a Toys for Todd's Drive on DLF, and I kind of, uh, you know, took that over and incorporated it into what I was doing with Fantasy Cares the year before Fantasy Cares. I did, I helped with some GoFundMe's for some people in the fantasy industry, and um, no, but yeah, it's it's been pretty awesome, and I, I do send money down to Vegas every year for Jeff to uh, spend down there. Yeah, spend air quotes. Yes, of course. Uh, all right. Um, if I guess before we get on the show, why don't we, uh, Scott? Do you want to? You guys are you guys are collecting money now for next year, right? Um, Christmas hasn't even happened. You're already raising money for next year. Do you want to just give a quick yeah. rundown of what <laughs> the listeners can do? Uh, there's going to be, I'm assuming, countless opportunities for them to play in leagues for fantasy oh, yeah. cares and. Uh, down the road, but what can they do if they want to donate today? Uh, well, right now there's there's kind of a mailing list, and there's soon to be a donate little button on the site. I'm, I can't remember if I got that up or not yet, but we have had $130 worth of donations so far for next year. But uh, yeah, go to the site, and if that donate button is not on there, uh, just sign on the mailing list. But uh, it should be up there soon if it's not. And what's what's the site, Scott? Fantasycares.net. Wow, I blew over that. <laughs> looking out for you brother all right Thanks, uh yeah and and we'll we'll definitely bring some stuff up and we have in the past i think you, if our scott fishbowl was given away if you donated to fantasy cares so uh there was a number of things that this show doesn't participate in that were huge on that so enough sappiness why don't we get into the yeah. show i want to let everybody know you can get a listeners only 30 percent discount uh to rotoviz nfl pass through the nfl podcast homepage that's rotoviz.com slash podcast your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of our nfl content and it helps support the pod so remember to contact us via email if you want to do that that's rotovizradio at gmail.com or you can reach out on twitter slide into those dms at rotovizradio uh all right boys it's playoff week i heard a very salty nathan pre-show because he lost all of his games uh did anyone do well this week oh you know i did um well aside from the the league where i took scott's like crazy insane stretch of seven straight (laughs) championships my team put up a goose egg just like scott's team did last year uh, so in that league, I have zero hope of doing anything. Um, I, I'm out of that one. But I did happen to beat Nathan just by a few points 
in one of his playoff uh, playoff games. Nathan, do you want to let people know how that one went? <laughs> I feel like you just told everybody how that one went. <laughs> it went on well. I uh, lost all my playoff games, and you guys were speaking. <laughs> and Dan was, was another one. Dan actually didn't know going into the weekend he was going to end up playing me. And then there was like a rule malfunction. And so he ended up playing me and then destroying me. So that was fun. Uh, close game. It was close. It's always <laughs> fun with, when hosts or co-hosts play each other. It, it adds a little something to it. 100%. I, I'm actually sad I'm not playing any of you guys yet. Hopefully, I think Dan, I'm out in all the ones I play with Nathan, but Dan, I, I'm still hopeful that maybe we could play in the Meat League. If you, Actually, you're not yeah. going to make the playoffs. What? I, I'm, I got top score this week, Brosif. Well, we'll see. I'm going to I'm going to be taking over first this week after I put up a nice 30 points. Uh, you're still behind me. We should talk something. Not before. true. I'm actually ahead of you. I'm in second place, mofo. Nah. Suck it, man. All right, uh Scott, um any successes? Um I think we all did everybody get eliminated real quickly from the Scott Fishbowl. I know uh, I did. I'm I did. still barely alive. I I got kicked out last week. All right. Nathan? I'm not sure. It's rigged against me, man. Yeah, well, it's good to. I mean, you gotta you gotta at least throw some like shade around it, like so people aren't like, "Hey, Scott won his own seven hundred and twenty person tournament." Exactly. Yeah, you can't uh, have that. I, uh, I'm doing all right in mine. I I got I had two buys and I got three teams out of my seven still alive. Nice. Yeah, the, I, I, I might if you go fifty percent. It's good. I'd have a fourth, depending on how tonight goes. I just need, I just need Mister Kenyon Drake to outscore Deion Lewis by eight points, and I'm good. All right. I, I have no idea how that's going for you right now. Um, uh, <laughs> we, we try not to give live Monday night football updates. Right. Oh, it's happening Because it's really sense. boring to listen to Tuesday morning after you already know how it goes. So, um, uh, Okay, let's, get, let's pivot to the Twitter poll, put this train back on the tracks. Um, and this week's Twitter poll brought to you by Nathan is Josh Gordon or Jarvis Landry. I'll kick to Nathan first since he made it. Um, which side do you want and how do you think it's going to go on Twitter? Well, it's interesting because a couple weeks ago, before Gordon had stepped on the field, we put the poll up of Josh Gordon or Martavis Bryant. Yes. I think that one was um, like 50-50. I think it was still in favor, though, of, of Gordon, if I recall correctly. But it's, it was still kind of close. And then this one, uh, Josh Gordon versus Jarvis Landry. I talked about last week how I think that Landry's landing spot in free agency and the money he gets in free agency will have a big impact on what I think of him as a dynasty asset. And obviously, Gordon's team future is a bit unclear as well because he's a restricted free agent. Um, but you know, uh, the Jarvis Landry hater and the ever optimist with Gordon—I've uh, been burned eighteen million times by him. But I think I'd roll Gordon here. Jesus. <laughs> all right, and then all right, Dan. Oh, you know what? No, no, Dan. You always go second. Here is Scott. Scott, go. <laughs> I'm. I, I actually agree with Nathan. I. I don't know why. I've never loved Jarvis Landry, even though he's just a PPR machine. And like Nathan said, the, the spot really, really matters for him. Uh, but I'm. I'm just. I'm a Josh Gordon guy too. I can't. I can't help it. And I feel like what he's done already has justified that. People were offering me more than a first round pick for him uh, before he even came back, like the week or two before, and I couldn't do it. I can't do it. I, I'd, I'd rather have Gordon long term, and he's an RFA. You, you don't know that he might not. He might find another spot, or that Cleveland t- team with all the picks and that core around him, they might s- seriously improve as well. I don't know. I, I just, I like the optimism of Gordon. Yeah, this is going to flip flop from everything I stand for here, and I, I have Landry in so many places, and I am so against Josh Gordon. 
But I'm, I guess I'm just blinded by the story I read in GQ where he sounded legitimate. He sounded remorseful, sounded like he got his life together. And then he's looked just studly on the field. I mean, if Kaiser doesn't out like overthrow him like nine times, he's got ungodly stats and touchdowns. So um, I will take Gordon on this side of things. I'll take Gordon. So what is that? Three Gordons and a Landry. Is that what we have here? This is this is like all of the conversations I had preseason with people that had Mike Evans as the wide receiver one in Dynasty. It's it's, <laughs> it's all it's all upside. I, I'm I love Josh Gordon. I I honestly do. I hope the best. I hope this is him and he's back for the legitimate future, and we see him thrive. But you cannot pass up the Jarvis Landry points. And I might be too much of a floor guy rather than chasing that ceiling, but. I mean, the guy is, you can lock him in for wide receiver two numbers no matter what. People think he's bad for some reason because he's used weird. Yeah, he's Twitter hated. That's true. He's he's a very good wide receiver. He catches everything. So, I mean, and I, again, I love Josh Gordon, but you cannot give away these points when Josh Gordon is still just an upside play at this point. I love him. He's got all the talent in the world, but you've got to take the points. Okay, guys who didn't cheat and look at the poll, any ideas what the poll is going to look like here? I already saw the poll. All right, uh, Nathan, Nathan's I now admitting. The, I saw the poll uh, a while ago. I don't know if it's flipped, though. I haven't so, looked at my phone in like 45 minutes aside from Voxer, so I'm going to say 53-47 for Gordon. All right. Well, we'll re- we'll we'll revisit this later in the show. This is a, this is what we call in the industry a teaser. Um, but I've looked at it. Actually, I'm looking at it right now. So I'm not going to cheat. Um, all right, week 14. Um, let's just get right into it since I feel like we're already running a little bit long with that intro. Um, Carson Wentz took a hit. I screamed at the television, said it seemed really dumb, but he seemed all right. And then apparently, four plays later, he tore his ACL and is out <laughs> for the year. Um, I mean, does it get more brutal than that? If you're going into your like, if you have a buy and, and Carson Wentz took you there. Oh, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Uh, luckily you can still grab Nick Foles who has, I mean, the next three games are really, really nice for him. If, and, and I'm guessing you probably have other streamer options, but it is quite a blow. I mean, he led the league in touchdowns, <laughs> led the league in red zone touchdowns. He was, he was, yeah, an MVP candidate. It's, did, did you, it did does mean, suck. You're saying Nick Foles is the answer for filling in your slot there? <laughs> Come on, you don't want a little Nick Foles in your slot? It's no. favorable. <laughs> Scott's Scott's not wrong. That those last no, those that last. schedule is really favorable, and yeah. he gets the Raiders again, who he threw seven touchdowns against. I mean, I'm not sure Mrs. Foles wants him in the slot. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> wow. Uh, well, <laughs> Come at me, Nick. I, I think I have to take a little bit of of. Um, maybe some credit for this injury unfortunately because the like it seemed like Wait, right when what? i flipped right when i flipped and started to say you know what i was very very wrong about carson wentz and this dude is i mean he's the real deal all of a sudden bang hurt so <laughs> I, I think maybe that think has maybe, to be it man it has to I just, now that i think about it illuminati he's not the real it's, deal. He could get it's me it's yeah that's right he's not the real deal because he got he got hurt um yeah <laughs> but but uh, overall, big picture, this this doesn't do a thing to his dynasty value. I mean, he's still a high-end QB1. Um, I'm not ready to put him in the, the QB1 uh, spot yet, but he's right there. 
And I mean, we'll see him back in a year or so. Hopefully he progresses strong. Like they ACLs have seemingly been going faster and faster and faster as time has gone on. So hopefully he's back and ready for the full season in 2018 um, because it has really been fun to watch him progress and just make unbelievable play after unbelievable play every single week. I mean, what suck the the suckiest part of this, and I'll kick to Nathan right after this, is that I feel like that play was completely avoidable. That that was just a play that he didn't even need to really pursue. Um, Could have pulled up, would have been fine, and uh, and he he just went hard to the end zone. Which granted, you can't pull him out of there, but I mean, that's where I like look at it. And all my teams with wins, I'm like, God, why wouldn't you just like throw that one away or something, Um, or slide after four yards? Uh, But yeah, that's. He's a gamer. He doesn't play. He doesn't play like I that. Know, I know. And I, mean, I guess I guess it's just a double-edged sword. But I mean, hopefully, when he comes back, he at least learns that like it's just not worth it from that. Um, but that's probably an unfair assessment. But yeah, it's it's brutal. Uh, but I I agree. If this is imp- if if somebody's low on wins after this, uh, maybe get the get the offers out there when your trade deadline's over. If it's not over, get him go go visit to see whether or not uh, he needs a uh, somebody to fill in for him. Yeah, play the angle that he probably won't be ready for the start of next season, too. You could probably yes, play yes, that Pete. angle. And- we can all be scumbags. We'll say, duh, dude, I mean, I, I read this. Rep- I actually have a buddy of mine, <laughs> writer in Philly. He said he's not going to be ready to week. And make eight. sure you have two paragraphs in that comment. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, dude, remember Andrew Luck, man? They said he was going to be ready for the season, and he wasn't ready at all, man. That's the angle. That's it. You got to use Andrew Luck okay. to your advantage there. All right, let's let, we've all been talking too long. Nathan, continue. I don't think the angle here is to really buy low on, on Carson Wentz. I don't think that people after the seasons he's had, it's like, oh, well, now is the time to get out from under him. I think that the, <laughs> yeah. the, move, the move now is if your trade deadline hasn't passed and you have extra starting quarterbacks now, or even if you're out of the playoffs and you don't have extra starting, starting quarterbacks, you go to the Carson Wentz owner and you say, hey, you don't have a quarterback. I mean, you don't actually tell them this, but they know they don't have a quarterback. And, <laughs> You try and sell them a quarterback for above market value. So, yo, bro, you starting Blaine Gabbard? Um, you sure you want to be doing that? Having having extra quarterbacks in a one QB league is rarely beneficial because it's often just roster clogging. But now is a good opportunity to say, "Hey, you're desperate for a quarterback? Overpay me a little bit." Yep, or unload Blaine Gabbert on the positive news this week that, or today. I think he had some positive blurb for like the first time ever. All right, we're done talking about Wentz. Let's move on to Rod Smith, uh, the running back for the Cowboys. Um, looked electric, got a touchdown. Has actually been a very pivotal role, kind of the yin to the yang of Alfred Morris. Um, I'm curious, Nathan, you put him on the list. I'm not sure that I have a lot fantasy or dynasty wise to talk about about him. I guess he was a practice squad guy, but what what are your thoughts? And I guess, what are you, what was your reason for adding him to this list for the listeners? I think that the, th- the reason I put it on the list is I guess the discussion becomes when Emmett uh, Hill rolls over, when you have to take guys off IR, is this a guy that we're willing to stash through the off season or at least stash until the rookie uh, drafts? Because I mean, yes, it seems like a fairly minimal role, but the role of Zeke Ezekiel Elliott's backup is certainly up for grabs in the future. You know, Alfred Morris is nothing to get excited about. They already cut nope. Aaron McFadden. So, I mean, it, if you're an Ezekiel Elliott owner, is it beneficial to, to continue to stash Rod Smith? I mean, obviously you're not going to cut him now if he's scoring fantasy points, but um, as far as his offseason value, it, is the roster spot still going to be there? Uh, we'll go with Scott. You got to figure they're going to draft someone, but I, I think it's it really depends on the team. But I – I'm still stashing him in almost all of mine, especially the ones where I own Zeke. I mean, he I'm pretty sure he's played more snaps than all the other running backs every single week Zeke has been out 
mostly because he's always in on passing downs and, yep. and pass blocking. But uh, I'm pretty sure that's true that the just the snap percentage he's higher on every single week. Uh, no, I I'm I'm a fan. I like him. Uh, so I I would hold on to him. I I got to imagine they draft someone though. So uh, I can see Nathan's point that maybe you let go of him, but I wouldn't. I mean, I'm, uh, that's an interesting point. I mean, I don't know, though. Uh, yeah, I agree. They they didn't value him too much, but he is. I mean, he's he's shown that he can do it. Uh, and the more they lean on him, the more they sh- the more they show. Maybe they do save the draft pick and just pick up some fifth round flyer or something on him uh, to like, you know, start as the third stringer. Keep Rod Smith as the the backup going into the season. So there could be value there. And I mean, Zeke at some point will get hurt. And so you will need his backup. So um, if Smith, I mean, especially if you can work the angle for Smith that he's essentially free right now. uh, I mean, he's worth a fourth round flyer or something like that. If you can manage to pull it off. If you're say you're both out of the playoffs, say like, Oh, I'll give you a fourth round pick. If no, if none of the contenders are going to give you anything for him. You could definitely do worse uh, at the end of your bench than, than having Rod Smith. And I kind of, I have a weird, take about what could potentially become of Rod Smith. Uh, he can play an H-back kind of tight endy role. He's a big dude, and and we could kind of see him transition into, like, he's not going to get that good, I don't think, but like a Delaney Walker type, because Delaney used to play that fullback, you know, H-back, tight end, kind of weird role where we saw him kind of doing the things that Rod Smith's doing. Um, and I think he's a good enough athlete, and he's big enough or he might be able to roll into something like that. So that that would be worth a stash alone just in case he does kind of you know transition into that type of role. So uh, I think he's definitely worth worth hanging on to. Um I wouldn't give up anything more than a fourth to go get him just because of, you know, Zeke being there and and like you said Eric though, I mean injuries happen and and yep. he's proven that he can put up fantasy points. So I, I think you got to just keep him around for sure. I mean, to be fair, I'm not predicting an injury to Zeke. I'm just saying, playing the numbers game, if you're a running back in the NFL, you're going to get injured at some right. point. Right, it happens. Um, all right, let's 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 pivot over to another running back, and that is Jamal Williams. I know Dan is, like, maniacally laughing behind his muted microphone right now. <laughs> Jamal Williams looks – no, no, you're not supposed to laugh. You're supposed to pretend like it's muted, Dan. That's no, I'm, I refuse. <laughs> uh, but Jamal Williams, um, I think, outsnapped uh, – I, I saw some numbers, like, just, just – outrageously outsnapped a healthy Aaron Jones this week. 50 to um, eight. 50 to eight. Uh, there you go. There's the, there's the stat I was looking for uh, credit wherever that's due. Sorry. I, I don't recall. Um, but yeah, I mean, he looked, he's looked insane. Um, and granted he played the Browns this week, but not only insane in the running game, but also insane in the passing game. He's been catching a lot of balls. I guess my question just right off the bat, did T T. Montgomery just outright lost his job at this point? It has to be, it has to be close, right? Yeah. Montgomery's all but done. And and I, I sent a tweet, I think it was either two weeks ago or it might've been last week. And I know Scott and I had a little mini discussion on it um, where I, I still was thinking like Ty Montgomery was the, you know, second in command to Jamal Williams. But I really think that they're going to have a nice thunder and lightning thing going on with, with he and, uh, and, um, Aaron Jones, the other dude. Is it like thunder and thunder and lightning go together? Not like it thunders fifty times and then lightning's eight. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't know, I don't know that Jones is a hundred percent. Obviously, you wouldn't think that they're putting him out there if he's not. But uh, they obviously seem to like what Jamal Williams is doing, and and um, the big knock on him coming in was that he couldn't catch the ball and that he didn't have breakaway speed. Now, you can't learn breakaway speed, but you can learn how to catch. The issue is that 
he didn't he, he wasn't ever bad at catching the ball he just never really did it at BYU because that's not the offense they ran he was always back there blocking that quarterback because their tackles were horrid so I mean he's an amazing pass blocker he can catch the football and he'll run over anything in his path um, we've kind of got a, a Marshawn Lynchy type guy here I don't think he's got the speed that Lynch, that peak Lynch had but this is a guy I've been in love with since we pre-draft process when we were going through all of the rookie class and and trying to find a good spot for these guys. I had I had him ranked probably too high at the time. Now it's looking like it might have been a decent call. Um, but I, I don't think it's his backfield to run away with yet. I still think they're going to find a way to get Jones mixed in there because he's a very talented player. Uh, I overlooked him big time, and we got to see him a few times um, uh, during the season when he actually looked really good too. So I think these guys are the future of the Green Bay backfield. I think they drafted him for that reason. And uh, it'd be nice to see Montgomery get back in there and, and maybe play some receiver again. Uh, we sure. don't know what's going to happen with Randall Cobb. I'm guessing that they're just going to either let him walk or try to restructure. I would assume a restructure with Jordy because they probably want to make space for Adams. There's a lot going on in Green Bay. Well, let me let me say, because we are a, fan, a dynasty value show, um, Williams was – probably consensus-wise a late second in valuation before he really started breaking out here. Uh, where is his valuation now? And Nathan, do you think he's going to be the starter going forward? Or do you, like, do you think that they're going to feel comfortable with Rodgers back with Williams at the helm? I think it's within the range of outcomes that they enter uh, 2018 with those three running backs, Jones, Montgomery, and Williams. But I, I don't think that it's within those range of outcomes that Williams is being a lead back in this scenario. I think that it's more likely that it's a split backfield with Montgomery getting some touches. Jones, get, I mean, obviously you said that the 50 to 8, there was a, a differential there this past week. But as far as a, a long-term outlook or just even an outlook just for 2018, I think that Williams being a, a true lead back in the offense is not likely. It's certainly possible, but I, I don't. I don't see it happening. I'm not buying in on the Williams hype. Well, what's the, what's the value him. you have on him then? I'd, I'd sell him for an early second. What do you think? Do you, I mean, think the mar- you think the market bears a first right now? No. Scott? I think there's too much uncertainty for a first-round pick for either of those guys right now, honestly. I'm more of an Aaron Jones guy, but, I mean, the numbers bear it out that – Aaron Jones has been more explosive, more 10-plus and 15-plus yard runs. But Jamal has been way better in the passing game, although I I will say Aaron Jones has been decent in pass pro. Uh, It's just such a split. But the thing is, if McCarthy's still there, McCarthy loves using one back. He just does. I I know they have such a thunder and lightning thing, but McCarthy over the just last several years – he'll ride a hot hand in a game. It doesn't seem like he splits it too much. So uh, it's, it's a situation I'm probably just avoiding uh, their, their ADPs last month. I think one was in the seventies and the other was in the one fifties. And I can see them flipping or just people just getting all confused on the next, on the next month of them. It's, I don't love it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it, I guess, it, I guess you're right. I guess it really is the uncertainty, but if you do manage to hit the starter in this, I mean, if you do pay a second and, oh, and, for sure. and Williams ends up being the starter, you've hit an absolute home run because he's going to win people their leagues this year. Yep. He's going to, like, for sure. Uh, speaking of other people who are going to win people's leagues for them this year, uh, Alex Collins is good at football? Question mark? <laughs> um, I think this has snuck up on all of us. He's been producing for weeks at this point, but um, 
as soon as Terrence West kind of exited this picture, like Collins has just been let loose. And in a primetime game, I saw basically all of Dynasty Twitter saying, oh, I've been sleeping. I think even Ryan McDowell was like, I have been sleeping on Alex Collins. Uh, I guess let's talk. Let's kind of have the same discussion as Williams with with Alex Collins here. Is this is this the real deal? Is he going to be the starter next year? And what's his dynasty value? I I actually think both uh, the Kenyon Drake falls in this category too. I because I have both of them on one of my teams. I've been thinking about them a decent amount. I think both of those teams might draft a running back, but I think they both have done enough to maintain the starting role when they come back next season, no matter what they do in the draft or free agency for that matter. So. I, so it's like um, a Rob Kelly situation is coming. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. A- any one of those, uh, Jeremy Langford, <laughs> whatever. Sure. But but I I, wah, I, like, I like I like Collins and Drake significantly more than I liked either of those two. But uh, yeah, well, Collins I'm, is a young dude. Like Collins is what yeah. two years out of school now. Like and he's bouncing around a bit. There were like, a lot he, of people that really did like it, like him coming out too, uh, and he just didn't pan out with Seattle and whatnot. And. Uh, he is looking beastly, though. He's making the most of his opportunities, and uh, I'm a fan. I think he starts the year next year as a starter. I, I would pay. I would probably pay a second for him. I'm, I I would go that high, probably. Also, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Nathan. Uh, yeah, I, I'll say I, I trust Williams slightly more than I do Collins. I, I think that the fact that he has he was released by Seattle and Baltimore picked him up for free. There's less of an investment, uh, less of a you know, okay, this is my guy type of situation where that's the type of thing that guarantees that he's going to get touches in future years. Certainly not the case with Collins. I, I can see giving like a late second for him if you're in contention right now and need a running back, but. Um, overall, I think that his job isn't safe. I think that, you know, Baltimore could very easily invest a high pick. And, you know, people are talking about how great this 2018 running back class is. I know we do this every year, but it's going to be a very good class, lots of depth. So I think that um, Alex Collins surviving free agency as well as the draft without getting, you know, at the very least a running mate um, are something on. Yep. All right, Dan, let's, uh, let's hear about this, and then we can talk about our sponsor. Yeah, I, I don't. Uh, I don't have a, a much of a take on Alex Collins. It was somebody that I never really liked coming in, and and I thought kind of what happened in Seattle just kind of a, confirmed the things that I thought. But at the same time, he didn't really get a fair shot. Um, so maybe that was that was uh, just it, w- it wasn't smart of us to to maybe write him off at that time because he really didn't get a great look. Um, I think he's got tons of value right now because of the points he's putting up, like we've talked about. Um, but I'm with Nathan, I think, on this one where I, I don't really believe that he's safe um, because not only is the is the rookie class really strong, but the free agent class is pretty darn strong too. So uh, if, he's, if he can avoid that um, and you can buy him now for, say, a second, you could flip him right away if they if they don't draft or sign anybody. You could flip him preseason probably for a strong first because the way he looks now, he could be putting up similar points. Um, it it doesn't. I don't want to say it seems fluky. I, I just don't know that it can maintain uh, that offense is kind of weird, and I, I don't really like having anything to do with the Baltimore offense. Um, I had some very porous teams that were run by Joe Flacco at the helm. Uh, that was a mistake. And, and I don't know that that gets much better. Okay. Well, talking about uh, the Ravens drafting potentially a running back, I want to tell you guys about 
uh, one of our sponsors, and that's Draft, uh, the app Draft. Uh, it's a fantastic new site that you can download in your iTunes store. Uh, it is a new look at daily fantasy sports, um, and it is a weekly contest, basically, where you go through a snake draft. Uh, Dan loves it. Nathan loves it. We are, Actually, we all love it. I'm, I'm assuming Scott loves it, too, looking at his face over here. Um, I do but, love that style of drafting. I'm not allowed to play, though, because I work for a DFS site. <laughs> Sneaky little thing about that. <laughs> Conflict of interest in the dra- in the in the draft read here, uh, but yeah, if yeah, you, you if, cut it out, <laughs> if, you, if you don't have a conflict of interest, which I'm assuming like pretty much every listener does not, uh, go out there and and download the draft app. The draft app is uh, totally free to download, and if you use our code RV Radio, if you haven't yet exploited that, you can get a free game. So, uh, free download and then a free game as well to try it out. Um, again, that's RV Radio. So just search Draft in your app store. Go to PlayDraft.com and come play free with promo code RV Radio. All right. Well, let's we move do. on to a quick game. And Whoa. this is kind of kind of off-season formatting here. Uh, this is kind of a quick game uh, with Scott here. Uh, we're cruising into the off-seasons. We're going to play a game of Keep Trade Drop. Um, so, again, Nathan, what is that? I forget how the, the drop goes. Keep, trade, drop. Mm, drop. <laughs> well, hold on, guys. Before we start, we have to decide, do you want Adams, Theo, and Alshon or Adams, Theo, and Funches? Um, I think Alshon is a more interesting discussion. Yeah. As ridiculous as Thielen and Alshon sitting next to each other and names being equal to each other is. Um, yeah. All right, let's start. Cool. Let's dive into our first keep trade drop. And this is um, sketch. We'll call it the sketchy quarterback keep trade drop here. Um, and this we'll is Superflex as well. Uh, no, I'm going to call it the sketchy quarterback keep trade drop. <laughs> I'm going to call it because uh, I don't think these guys are good in even, even Superflex. Uh, let's go with uh, Hunley, Kaiser, and Brissett. Uh, three guys who might not have a job next year. Wow. Are we starting with someone in particular? I mean, you just pick which guys you want to keep, trade, and drop. We'll start with you, Scott, since you spoke first. Oh, man. Uh, oof. That's rough. I think I'm going to go with Kaiser. <laughs> I don't know why. With, with which thing? Keep, trade, or drop? Oh, sorry. Uh, I'm <laughs> going to... Hold on. Let's explain the rules real quick. You're going to pick three names, and you're going to assign keep, trade, or drop to them, Scott. I'm going to... <laughs> okay. I'm going to drop Brissette. Uh his red zone numbers are terrible. So many of his numbers are terrible. Luck coming back, he'll still be under contract. Um, Hunley, I guess I'm going to keep and hope. And Kaiser, I'm going to try to trade because I think he might have the most trade value out of all of them right now. All right, that's absolutely correct. We're done here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. That's a wrap. On to the next um, category. No, no. All right, Nathan, Dan, hit me. Go ahead, Nathan. All right, I'll continue, and I'll pretty much disagree with everything that Scott said. I am going to be keeping Jacoby Brissett. I think that he has had the best performance of these three players uh, so far this season. I think that while he may be kind of stuck behind a a better quarterback like uh, Hanley is, I do think that the Colts are so bad that they're going to use this free money they got by giving away a wide receiver that was terrible in in, uh, Dorsett to get Brissett. I think they, they trade Brissett to get a pick or a veteran player, someone who will help Luck uh, be better. So I think that 
he might step into a starting role, if not at the very least a camp battle type role. Uh, I will trade uh, Deshaun Kaiser because people are going to be all excited about uh, Gordon and Coleman. And I will drop Hundley because I don't see him ever starting as a starting NFL quarterback. Okay. I'm going to agree with one of the things Nathan said, and we'll get to it in a second. My <laughs> keep is going to be uh, Deshaun Kaiser. Whoa. Because like in college, during his very short pro career, I have seen flashes of things that make me think maybe one day he could make more than one of those passes per game. <laughs> so I think just based on upside here and potential future points, I have to go with Kaiser as my as my keep. Um, I also think he probably has the most trade value. So I think that one's kind of kind of give and take a little bit. But uh, so I'm going to stick with Kaiser as my keep. I'm going to trade Brissett. Um, because that just makes the most sense because the third option is just not good at all. Brent Hundley is absolutely my drop. He's not good. Not, not good. I, I know is, there was some love over that. Analysis, Dan. <laughs> well, He's was, not, not good. There. there was some love on that rollout pass to Jamal Williams. And, in, in, I mean, I could make that throw left-handed. <laughs> all right, I'll I'll just go real quick because we're still kind of running long here. Um, I will, I'll actually keep Brissett. I, I think he's got, I think he's got a solid chance of continuing somewhere as like a, um, dare I say like Nick Foles? That's two mentions of Nick Foles. We got to make sure we don't oh, say it again. It. Uh, he's going to show up and be really upset. Uh, I would probably keep Brissett. I would probably try to trade Kaiser and just sell the guy on the number of points he put up. Um, and hope he didn't watch the tape. And yeah, there's nothing I really see in Hunley that looks that good. All right. I'll continue on with the running backs of our keep trade drop tonight. And it is going to be Carlos Hyde, San Francisco 49ers, Jordan Howard, Chicago Bears, and LaShawn McCoy. For fun, I'll start us off here. I am going to be keeping Carlos Hyde because I think that he has the safest role of these three long term. With what team? It doesn't matter. He's, he's, <laughs> he's the one who I'm most sure will be a starting running back in 2018-2019. Um, Jordan Howard is going to be my drop, and then I'll trade Shady thinking that someone's going to overpay for a win-now type move in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, that's a hor- those are horrible takes, Nathan, but I will go ahead and give you credit <laughs> where it's due here. Um, you wrote Joho on our, on our, on our script here, and I had no idea what that was, and I've never heard Jordan <laughs> Howard called Joho, and I, I now am in love with calling him Joho. So, uh, well played to you, sir. Uh, I will keep Jordan Howard. I will drop Shady, or I'm sorry, trade Shady, and will drop Hyde. Um, never been a Hyde guy. Shady's uh, always got a lot of value come uh, redraft season, um, as everybody gets excited, and Howard just continues to do it uh, with nearly nothing in Chicago. So that's. Those are my reasons, and those takes are actually good, Nathan. Uh, mediocre at best. I, I'm going to keep uh, LaShawn McCoy. I thought he was going to slow down this year, um, and Buffalo is just miserable, but he's still easily the most talented guy in this also group, and, and he's going to keep putting up points. He's, I mean, he, he doesn't look like he's getting any older. He, he looks like the same shady. Maybe a little bit of quickness has, has gone away, but... Um, that's that's my guy in this group. I'm keeping him. I'm going to trade Jordan Howard because one, he's terrible, and two, he's got the most trade value. 
Uh, three, I'm just going to drop Carlos Hyde because that's the only option I have left, even though I actually like Carlos Hyde. All right. I am also with a couple of you guys on trading Jordan Howard. It's just because he has the most value of this entire. This what, what, is, what is his value, you guys think? Real quick. Does any, I mean, is, he, is he worth a first right now? Too much. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I, I think he's he a good first, first off someone. Yeah. Yeah. I think so he's you definitely think he's just a 105 off somebody for Jordan Howard right now. No. Not at all. Not even close. What, what, the 108? Where, where, where's like 110. Okay. Just, just wanted to throw that out. I, I think you could get a late first in like a small depth piece or something even. Okay. Sorry. I cut you off, Scott. Go ahead. Oh, I, I said, I think you can get a late first and a small depth piece or something. No, no I meant on your take. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> trade, <laughs> Jordan Howard. I am going to keep Carlos Hyde because, like Nathan, I think he's probably going to be a starter somewhere next year. Uh, and I think he'll have value for a little bit longer. Uh, McCoy, he might have a good year next year, but his touch count is so high that I'm worried that I, I don't know that he's Frank Gore. So I'm worried that that drop off will come, you know, quicker than we think. So I'm going to drop him. All right. Did we, did we get to everybody here? I think so. All right, let's let's do the wide receivers, and we'll leave the tight end sitting uh, sitting on the end here, and they won't make the cut on the show. So, uh, the three wide receivers to keep trade drop are Adams, Devontae Adams, Thielen, because I'm about to say Adam again, um, and Alshon Jeffrey. Those are our three wide receivers. I'm going to kick to Scott first. What are we doing? Oh man, this is terrible. Um, <laughs> I think I'm going to. Wow, I was going to try to figure out which one I even thought had the most value, but I, it's probably got to be Adams, right? I would think I would agree with it. I think Adams has is just eking yeah. it out over Thielen. Actually, I think both I think Thielen and Alshon are pretty much tied, with Adams just slightly getting the edge. Personally, yeah. I think I think I'm probably going to drop at or trade Adams because he's got yeah because he's got the uh, the most trade value. I'm going to drop Thielen, who I love. And I was on him like so early, and I, I'm mad I have to drop him, but I'm probably going to keep Alshon because I like the idea of him paired with Wentz for four years. I also like that that pairing. It, it's a good pairing. It, it's making Three and a half years, feel, guys. It, it's making me feel much better about my Alshon shares. Um, having as having he puffed his shirt, by the way, listeners, he just puffed his shirt when he said that. All my Alshon shares. Plus, we get to see Nick Foles throw him to the, for the next couple of weeks. There's the third Nick Foles reference. Um, no, he's here. No, Nick. Please, uh, no. <laughs> so I agree. I'm going to uh, I'm going to trade uh, Devontae Adams just because he has the most value. And I think these three are pretty darn close where I would there. just take the value out of it. Um, I'm going to... Ah, I think I have to drop Alshon, which which after I just did that with my shirt, I now I have to drop him because Thielen's just so good. I love him so much. He's his. I was trying to take my incredible. Minnesota bias out of it. <laughs> I know, I know, but I, one of my best friends lived with him for two years in Mankato, and I just I can't get past that. That's my that's my connection with Adam Thielen. And he's an amazing route runner. He catches absolutely everything. So he's got good. deceptive speed, and he's gritty, and he's a wor- and he's in the in the gym. I have you know, an last, important question, Dan. Are you Eskimo brothers with Adam Thielen? Eskimo brothers? I no, I don't know. I might be. Don't tell my wife. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, Eric. Did you give your jump? 
No, not yet. Um, you know, I, I actually am kind of just sitting on the back burner here because this is a tough one. I think all have really essentially tough. equal value at this point. I, like I said, Adam's eking them out. Um, I'll continue. Actually, I tweeted earlier today that my biggest flaw in fantasy is uh, trading guy or is uh, is is just not changing my mind on players that I hated coming out as rookies, and I still don't have Adams on any teams. Uh, as crazy as that is, and still don't really think that highly of him. So I guess I'll trade him and just embrace that. Uh, and then I am going to – I mean, it's just gross. I guess I'll I guess I'll guess keep Thielen and drop Alshon, but it's really yes. a toss-up as to which yeah, one. Yeah, I'm switching my answer. I'm keeping Thielen and dropping <laughs> Alshon. <laughs> All right, and Nathan, make the People trend. have been in the pigs chats. No, I don't like Alshon Jeffrey, so I just – I got to go with the guy I love. All right, Nathan. That's what fantasy is about. Yeah, I, I'm going to keep Devontae Adams here because I think that he's the guy who I think will score the most fantasy points in the next four to five years. And as someone who has tried to buy Alshon and sell Alshon, I've had a lot better time buying Alshon for cheap than trying to sell him for, for a, a hefty price. So I, I think that his trade market value even now hasn't really caught up. So I, I'd say I'd trade Thielen because people are excited about him in that Minnesota offense. So. Keep Adams, trade Thielen, and drop Alshon. As sad as that is, it is. This is it's a really tough one. That's a that's a good keep trade drop you stuck up there, Nathan. So kudos to you. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think that brings us to the end of our show. Um, Scott Fish is clapping. That's got to be a good sign that the show is sweet. <laughs> uh, Nathan got something right. <laughs> yeah, Nathan did. Uh, I I do want to remind the listeners if you enjoy the show, uh, make sure you rate and review the pod. Five star reviews are our best friends. Helps listeners find us. Uh, helps sponsors pay us. So it's all, it's all great stuff. So uh, we spend a lot of time on the pod and we really appreciate reading feedback from you guys. Um, and, and it's, it's great. So um, if you want to go to iTunes and leave that rating and review, uh, like I said, helps listeners find us. Um, Scott wanted to thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much, sir. No, thanks for having me guys. This was awesome. I, I, I love doing this show. It's, it's a, it's a very, very fun light show. I, it's really good to do. Yeah, what is this? Is your second time on the show, right, Scott? Second time. Yep. All Did right. a courtroom with funny accents the first time. Yeah, we'll have to bring you back <laughs> in the off season when courtroom comes back. Off season uh... courtroom with Scott for sure. Nice. <laughs> Another. You're gonna um... bring your monocle. We'll, we'll do it with costumes. <laughs> I do have a monocle, so I'll try to... <laughs> all of us bald men do, Scott. <laughs> it's a bald thing. Yeah, it's a bald thing. You gotta have a monocle. A, a large hat and a monocle, very important. Uh, before right. you wrap, hold on, Eric. Yeah, before, before before you wrap, I, I just I want to give one more special thanks to Scott for all of the work he did with Fantasy Cares and Toys for Tots, and getting all of these toys and making Christmas for all of these kids super special. I mean, it couldn't have been done without you, Scott. I know you say thanks to the community, but this was on this was you. This is your baby, and I just want to say thank you again for all that you've done for it. All right, thank well, I'm going to get sappy, too, here and say thank you for the Scott Fishbowl, Scott. I've got a story <laughs> that we'll wrap up the show on. Uh, I was at my, at my holiday Christmas party on Friday, and I was chatting with one of, one of the employees at the company, and I was like, yeah, actually, um, you know, I play in, like, a huge league that I'm in the playoffs for. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's like a 720-person league, and he's like, oh, is this guy in it? And I'm like, yeah, I think so. And we, like, pulled up the list for Scott Fishbowl and, like, started looking. He's like, oh, I love that guy. I love this. And, like, I, I had no idea he was in the fantasy football. And I was, he's like, what is what is this called? And I was like, oh, it's the Scott Fishbowl. He's like, I know the Scott Fishbowl. I hear it on the podcast all the time. So uh, <laughs> awesome. one, of, one of my employees at work is aware of the Scott Fishbowl's existence and was, like, super hyped that, uh, that I was – that he was, like, able to look at, like – 
how people were doing in the fishbowl. So uh, also a huge thank you to putting that on. I'm assuming we're doing like fishbowl 2,468 next year. Is that? I think 720 is it, man. I don't know where (laughs) I can't find that many more hours in the day. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, I guess on that note, we'll go ahead and wrap the show again. Follow Scott on Twitter at Scott fish 24. Realistically, if you're not following him and listen to the show, I don't, I don't really know what you're doing with dynasty, but uh, go check it out for Nathan, Dan and myself. Uh, We will catch up with you guys next week. Later. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.